Welcome to The Kind Faith for Couples. We're committed to helping couples thrive in real, honest, and hope-giving ways. Marriage is hard, so let's be kind. Hey everybody, we are glad that you're joining us for this week's uh, message. We're talking about avoid the mistakes we made. Right, and I'm Marcy. And I'm Jeff. And we'd love it if you'd like this video. We're going to dive in and we're going to sing a song. We are? Oh yeah, we are. <laughs> okay. Oh, the great. way of the fool is right in his own eyes. I thought you were singing. But the wise man is he who listens to counsel. The way of the fool is right in his own eyes. That's Proverbs twelve fifteen, by the way. But the wise man is he who listens to counsel. We made this mistake early on in our marriage, and it was thinking we had all the tools we needed to do this marriage thing. And we didn't go to outside resources. Soon enough. Soon <laughs> enough. We've had some incredible experiences engaging some outside resources and learning about the pieces of our marriage. And in some ways, it it doesn't really matter what you are learning. It's that you're learning together. When was, when was the time for you we engaged in something learning and it really had an impact on us? Well, well, that's, I'd like to talk about this though first because oh. um, we're gonna back up just a little bit. All right. Backing up the track. So, um, when so when we started you know we were dating and um we thought okay we're going to get married and so we decided to do pre-engagement counseling which i highly recommend but one of the things in pre-engagement counseling was we took the prepare test which was just pretty common and that remember we told you on our very first video that we were opposites and we know on, on the prepare test we were 90 percent opposite like our chances of survival were slim to none, and yet we still proceeded and got married because we loved each other. So here's the thing, is that that told us how different we were, but it didn't tell us, or you know, maybe we were just too young to connect the dots. It didn't tell us how those differences work in a marriage and how, and it focused on the differences and not the strengths of it and how they're different in a marriage. So, back to you, Jeff. <laughs> uh, to, what, so, to tell so, a story. So then, when was the time? When? When was the time when we engaged in learning something that made a difference or an impact with you? So one of the things that we did um, early, not too early on, I think it was probably ten years in, um, was that we took a um, money financial course and we were we because we did everything opposite we um, were approaching our finances opposite I was a saver Jeff was a spender and it was so it caused a lot of friction because I wanted to save for the big vacation in 10 years and he wanted to take multiple little vacations along the way and so there's value in both saving and spending and I had to learn how to loosen the reins and he had to learn how to uh, the value of saving but the thing is is that when we took a financial class it wasn't my opinion or his opinion it's like we both were going together with 
kind of like the expert's opinion so that we were on the same page and it wasn't, well, this is how my family does it and this is how your family does it or, you know, this is the better way because I heard from my friend, we let the financial expert dictate the way. That, which is brilliant, and I didn't even think about this before we started filming, so this is super helpful because it really is a first point before we get to the points I was thinking about, and, and that is that when you engage outside education, it depolarizes your relationship. And, and I'll say that again, when you engage outside information, it depolarizes your relationship. So usually when you're engaged in things around, let's talk about finances or let's talk about personality differences or parenting, it's my way or your way. And, and you, you're polarized that way and you're constantly... It's this way. The poles are on the top and the bottom. It depends on how you hold the battery. Or, or the globe, babe, or the globe. <laughs> so, so anyway, when you bring in that, that third outside party, it gives you another, another way to de-energize that force between the two of you where you're struggling around ideas and it, it inserts this next idea. So that's a huge reality to this. And the other huge reality that we talked about before this is it kind of doesn't matter what you choose to do because the exercise is developing a common language between the two of you. One of the things we did recently, relatively, um, we're 30 years into our marriage. So it's recent for us. I think it was five. Be ancient for most of you. 10 years ago. Go ahead. Um, what it is we, we took Grafton strength finders, Gallup Grafton strength finders and identified our top five strengths. And it was so helpful for us. One of the things that I discovered was Marcy has this, this strength of responsibility. And so in her strength of responsibility, it means that she needs to make sure she's acting responsibly and, and completing everything that she could possibly be responsible for, which used to drive me crazy. And I would point out, kind of, I would think internally, I'm, I'm, I think I'm a better husband than this, but um, I wouldn't point it out as a flaw very often. I don't know. But, How about my responsibility? Yeah. Yeah, but I, as soon as I learned, oh, this is this is her operating in her strength. She wants to, she wants to fulfill obligations uh, and perceived obligations, and that's a part of her strength. It it changed the the conversation, and it allowed us to talk about that. But without knowing that that was one of my strengths, it came across to Jeff as judgment, mm -hmm. and and. When we realize that responsibilities in my top five, I think it's the third one, um, that um, he had a talking point of it's not, she's not really trying to put me down or tell me that I'm not good enough or I'm not doing this well. She's actually working in her strengths, just what he just said, and vice versa. His strengths are strategies. He's strategic and he's, um, um, what are you? An arranger. Oh, an arranger. And woo and positive. Right. And so that was really far, hard for me because um, 
like we talked about going to Mount Rushmore, I just wanted to go to Mount Rushmore and see the monument and would have been happy driving 48 hours there or whatever, 24 hours there, see the monument and 24 back. And I know, and that sounds horrible for you guys out there, but that's what I wanted to do. And my responsibility is go there, see it and come back. And his arranger is if we're going to go, let's go and like see five other national parks. So it ended up becoming this amazing trip because his arranger kicked in and made it so. And so, and then my responsibility box got checked off. So the bottom line is we're not here to talk about string finders, but the fact that we didn't have that tool, those tools until 15 years or 20 years into our marriage was too late. I mean, it's not too late, like, cause we didn't get a divorce or anything, but it's, I wish we would have done it in year five. And, and really, honestly, we wish we would have done it continually more regularly. Right. So we, we at one point did Myers-Briggs because it was popular, um, but we didn't, we didn't really engage it and learn from it. It was something that I was doing for work and I thought, oh, this would be fun to do for the family, but we didn't engage it. And so... Meaning, what does that mean, Judd? It, it meaning <laughs> talk about it explore it, read together around it. How does it affect your life on a daily basis? So the fact that he's an extrovert and I'm an introvert, how does that affect us in our marriage today? Um, he gets energized by being around people. I get energized by being alone. Um, even on our honeymoon, that was being um, you know, reflective. And nobody really told us that oh my goodness, I need to be alone. And it has no, it's not a rejection of my husband. It's just, I need space. I need just just self-space and self-care. So we actually, I think we came up with a word or something that when it was time, I need like to be alone so that he would know I'm not rejecting him. I don't even remember what the word was because that was a long time ago. But Oklahoma. It was it Oklahoma? Lasso. <laughs> Again. But um, it's just, I just needed space and it was, we had to talk about it. And, but it was so contrary, you know, nobody talks about how to get those differences working together forward in a marriage. So be engaging in educa outside educational material. Right. One, to depolarize your relationship, to, to bring in a third voice to help the two of you engage as opposed engage a third thing instead of having to move back and forth between each other's ideas, which can be fine, but gets conflictual. Then the second part, give yourself a common language to be engaging in. And it kind of doesn't matter what that is. And then I'll give you a third reality. The common language is from an expert. Yeah, there's there are multiple types. There's really three major types of these kinds of assessments or educational um, pieces of material. The, the top piece is behavioral. And so strength finders is a behavioral kind of assessment. Maybe you're in business and you've taken the disc or, or strength finders. Golden or those, yeah, or the golden. Those are, those are behavioral based and that's helpful. It's helpful to know this is their behavior strength. The next level down is personality. So 
16 personality types, Myers-Briggs, those are the same. That's a personality-based. Uh, the Enneagram is personality-based, and that's, that's another level to be talking about. They complement one another, but they're different from one another. And then deeper than that is, is real psychological assessment coming out of the DSM. And that... What's the DSM? The DSM, the, the uh, Diagnostic Statistical Manual of Psychology. There you go. Um, <laughs> so thank you for asking. Because and it took me a second to figure out those letters. <laughs> Um, and that, that, you know, that you can do with your therapist. You can, you can engage in that conversation with somebody who's professionally trained in it. But those first two are, are really helpful to begin to engage your relationship and have an opportunity to talk about their differences. So we're going to put some resources down below so that you can just, you can just click. Some of them are five minute surveys that you can take to begin having conversations together around and we'll also give you some questions that you can ask to help you really engage these because it it really can be a, a life-giving relationship building experience together yeah and jeff we wanted to tell our friends or talk to our friends about how men and women approach this so differently and um sorry if jeff just kicked the camera sorry <laughs> <laughs> his long legs but um women tend to they, love this stuff right they love we love this stuff we like i mean we were taking all that you know i mean in my day i was taking when i was in high school the cosmo ads you know and like doing the quizzes and finding out who you are and who your soulmate should be and all that stuff and we love stuff like this and do you guys love stuff like this no <laughs> No, so, the majority of guys don't. And, and there's, there's a few reasons for that. One is fear. Mm -hmm. So there is a fear that's, and it's a true fear and it's a real fear that we will be put in a box. Mm -hmm. And so whatever you do, this would be our caution for doing this. Do not use this as a weapon. Right. Do not weaponize these. Do not use it as a label or a way to lock your partner into a judgment that you've made over them. Don't do that. This is common vocabulary and, and I get to own what I mean by arranger. Marcy doesn't get to define my arranger or my strategist or my extrovert or my intuitor or my number seven on the Enneagram. She doesn't get to, she doesn't get to define it. I define it and then we talk about it. Right. And and vice versa. I don't get to I don't get to categorize her responsibility or any of that. But the beauty of this, when you um, understand what your spouse's strengths are, it's like there have been so many times that I'm trying to clean the kitchen and there's a cupboard that because I'm responsible, I want the kitchen organized. But I have no idea really how to do it. And it's just not my gifting. And no matter how many Marie Kondo, you know, joy things I'm reading or, you know, um, neat method things I'm doing, it's, it's really hard for me. So what do I do? I call the arranger and say, hey, Jeff, can you help me arrange this shelf? And oh my gosh, it's just like brilliant. The trash is gone. The, all the junk is gone. And it's just like, ugh. So there's the value instead of, him 
judging me that I don't know how to do that. I literally don't know how to do it. So it's really hard for me to do that and go with your skill set that is easy for you. It's easy for me to be responsible and put on a list. This stuff needs to happen, but I need his help to get it done. Yeah. So so we were we're in gender differences, but let's yeah. go back to the main points. One Bringing an outside education yes. helps you bring a third voice in so it's not just the two voices vying and turning up the volume on one another. It also gives you the common vocabulary. And this is the third big point, is that it allows you to appreciate and engage your partner in their differences. You were made different. Yeah. And, and your differences are intended to complement one another. And so often, we try to force our spouse into being like us. Isn't we want them. True? We want them to think like us. We want them to respond to the world like us. We want them to intuitively read our minds, and that's that's actually trying to shape them in our own image. And God didn't create them in our image. God created us in His image, and we should embrace that. So, uh, well, and in different parts of the body, you've got, you know, the eye and the hand. Well, the eye needs, the eye sees beauty, the hand picks it up. So it's different. We're just, we're different. We're supposed to be different and it's not a bad thing, which is your point. Yeah. So, <laughs> and here, so guys, um, we have a, we have a fear of being put in a box. I think the second thing I would say about guys as opposed to girls in this process is, um, usually our minds are engaged with all of the stuff we're trying to accomplish and do and this feels like an addition that's burdensome and that is difficult as well so it builds in resistance and I would encourage each guy to just if your spouse would like to do it do it out of love for her <laughs> it's 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 that it's a way to show you love her, not to earn points because that's scorekeeping, um, and not to prove that you're right because that's fighting for right. Two mistakes we talked about in previous podcasts, but but as a, as an expression of love, and and then discovery together. Hopefully, both of you uh, are already engaged in this. But a part of the reason we didn't do any of this was really my fault in our marriage because I resisted. Every time Marcy suggested something, I would resist. I was too busy, I was leading, I was caring for people, I was, I just, I just don't have time for this and I was afraid of being put in a box. So, so don't acknowledge those fears and then say yes. And women, be gentle with your husbands. Don't say, you know, I mean, don't use it as, like you said, weaponize it as a tool because women can weaponize it as well to say, you know, we're not doing well in our marriage because if we'd only, if you'd only take this class with me, we'd be doing better. Yeah. So appreciate that he says yes and appreciate every time he goes. <laughs> or every time you engage or every time you read or every time right. you have the conversation. Yeah. Because it's a big deal. Like it's a big deal. So be kind to your spouses. Yeah. Okay. Love that. You have a scripture to close us with, so close us with that scripture. So our scripture, so our first scripture, the way of, of the, the fool, fool is right in his own eyes, but, but 
The wise man is he who listens to counsel. How cheesy was that? Yeah. Hey, stay. Proverbs. Try the veal. We'll be here all week. Tip your waitress. Okay. So we've got. That was Proverbs 12:15, but Proverbs 15:14, a wise person is hungry for knowledge, while the fool feeds on trash. The wise fool is hungry. The wise man. You said I'm sorry. Wise fool. Did I wise say man. that? Yeah, you You're did. right. Wise person. Wise person is hungry for knowledge, and the fool feeds on trash. And when I think of feeding on trash, I think of going to our friends. You know, Jeff didn't. Help me. Okay, we talked about the trash, but whatever. So, um, Jeff is so, he doesn't want to go to this class and blah, blah, blah. We go to our friend for the information or Instagram or YouTube or whatever, and we need for the gossip. Right. For the gossip. But we need knowledge. And so, and guys are the same way. You know, my wife is hounding me to go to this stupid class. And we have dear friends in San Diego. The husband was there is he's like a successful businessman brilliant and she's like hey I want to take this financial class there is no way that he had to memorize verses for her he wasn't even they weren't even going to church at the time and he had to memorize Bible verses about money and so and yet he went because he loved her and it was a really great experience so um, Rather than saying, well, I know finances because this is what I do. I've started it. I'm in the middle of a startup company or I'm at a nonprofit or whatever, or I'm the accountant at my, you know, thing. So I should have the final say on money or whatever the, the scenario is. It might not be money. It might be um, <clears throat> on any topic that you're having a separation on. But he went and he they loved it and so give it a chance give it a chance guys did i blow it did i lose my point no it's great <laughs> okay. everybody everybody um needs this and it was a mistake we made we didn't yeah. engage outside stuff enough so we'll Soon give you some enough. resources we'll give you some resources below we'll give you some some simple questions that you can dinner time table or date night ask and and bring in that outside information so that you can you can bring in that third voice of an expert right. to to diffuse the the conversation between the, the two of you to depolarize <laughs> <coughs> to bring in, excuse me to bring in that common language and then to be able to access and engage each other's differences. That's the real power of this, and we hope that you engage that. And we hope that this becomes a resource for you. We hope that you tune into this channel and use this as a way to educate yourself on your marriage. So we're thankful. God bless you, and we're, so, we're thankful that you tuned in and that you're watching, and we trust that, um, that you'll be blessed this week. So have a great week. Have a great week, and if you need more resources or if you're struggling in your marriage and you need to talk about this more, make comments down below. Ask us questions. We're here for you, and um, some of your questions that are coming coming in are amazing, and um, if we don't have the answers, we'll find them. Yep, so. and you can reach out to us at thekindfaith.org. There's a place to email there, and we're happy to do counseling with you if, if you would like. Have a wonderful week.
week. God bless. God bless you. Bye. Thanks for listening. We're so glad you came and joined us today. You can find out more about us at thekindfaith.org.